Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Things Like That podcast. My name is Allie, your host, and I am, of course, in the Target parking lot recording this episode, hoping I can beat the rain. It's about to downpour, so hopefully you don't hear that in the background, but if you do, that's what it is. Um, Sorry I didn't get an episode up yesterday, but it's here today, and thank you so much for your feedback on today's episode. Um, I posted a poll in my Instagram stories and you guys asked for this episode about me and my journey of upping my medication twice in less than a year, which if you know me, I get freaked out over medicine and stuff like that. So this was big for me. Um, So I kind of just want to share a little bit of that because I know there's people who maybe still feel bad that they're on medication or you're on medication, but you're still not feeling like you're at your perfect dose yet. And you're like, oh, I, you know, is it bad if I'm upping it again? Like, it, does that mean I'm not getting better? And these are all thoughts I had before I made the decision to do so. So I kind of want to share my mindset on it and how it's been going for me. But before we start today's episode, just some updates. Um, my husband is a audio guru he'll hate that I say that but um he produces music and has like a super like bougie audio thing where he can make audio sound better and he's actually going to start editing my audio so that all the audio clips I put together sound the same and one's not more quiet than the other and you might realize that was happening so super excited for that I'm hoping to get better quality for you We are still in different time zones, me and him, and he has a crazy work schedule. So for the next like month or so, um, if he's not able to do it, like some still may be kind of choppy, but for the future, we're working towards making that a consistent thing. So super grateful for, for that. And I hope the audio sounds a little bit better for you. And we're going to have some guest speakers coming up, um, the next month or so. And you guys also said that you want me to alternate with me doing a solo episode, then having a guest, then solo, then having a guest, kind of breaking it up that way. So super excited for the growth we're having in that area, having more people outside of like my own community of friends. These are going to be new people that I've followed on social media and like love their mission and what they're doing. And I'm very honored that they're coming on the podcast. So you'll see some of those people coming up soon. The first one being next week, I'll share more of that on my Instagram stories. But I need to try and beat this rain. So let's get started. So I want to give just a little bit of a background on my medication journey. I think I've talked about it in like a way earlier episode. But if this is one of your first episodes you're listening to, I want you to have some background on me. And when I started taking anxiety medication, So I actually started Zoloft, which is a type of anxiety, depression medication. I started that in like, uh, I was prescribed it in like eighth grade. I started going to therapy because I basically thought I was going crazy. I'll go more into that a little bit later. Um, I wasn't doing well and I started going to therapy and they prescribed me Zoloft. And I remember them being like, don't look at the paper because you're going to freak out. And I saw that it was for anxiety and depression. And I'm like, I'm not depressed. Like there's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm not taking this medication. And I was just freaking out over it, even though I definitely was unwell. Um, And so I don't think I actually started taking that medicine until high school. The earliest I can remember being on it is my sophomore year. Um, 
because although it definitely helped with my anxiety, it made me like a zombie. Like I stopped caring about everything, stopped caring about like I already didn't love school, but I at least kept my grades up. But that year I remember getting like D's and I just stopped caring. Like literally like something could like catch on fire in front of me. Like my arm could catch on fire and I'd be like, yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> like I just had no cares in the world in a, in a very bad way. And so that definitely wasn't best for me. And I actually got off that medication when I was 18 but I got off that in a very bad way. I was not in a good place and I just stopped taking it, which you should never do with your medication. Always go to your doctor to help them wean you off of it because a lot of them can have, and I know this is a scary term, but they can have withdrawal symptoms like headaches, irritability, things like that, um, which you shouldn't have your body go through that if you don't have to, if there's a better way to just like taper down your dosage until you're ready to come off it. If you're like going on to a different medication, um, they might do it that way, or if you're just coming off it all together. So that was just not good for me. Um, never do that. But then I went to college and I was not doing well. Uh, can you believe it? And um, I waited a while to get back on medication and go back to therapy because I was like, I really don't want to go back on medication um, because my anxiety definitely like manifests around medical stuff for sure like I even freak out taking like a Tylenol because I'm like what's it doing to my body is it gonna have long-term effects and obviously like a lot of people maybe question that before they take something but I take it to an extreme to where like I'll really need a medication and I'll still be like I don't want to take it and freak out and just go down a spiral and it's just not not good so getting back on medicine was definitely a big step for me my friend um she is actually in PA school now. She's going to be a great PA, but she really gave me like the validation and reassurance in getting back on medication. So that happened in 2019 and my therapist sent me to a psychiatrist. And normally when you want to get on medication, like say you're, you're going to therapy, they'll send you to like a psychiatrist to actually prescribe you that medication. And the psychiatrist I went to at my college, they prescribed me Lexapro which was like a different type of anxiety or depression medication. Um, and that one has worked so well for me. I'm a Lexapro girly, um, didn't have any bad side effects. It literally just makes me feel quote unquote normal. Like I feel like this is how I should be feeling. I still experience emotions, anxiety. Um, I don't like, you're, I'm not numb. And that's how I think I know when a medication's good for me. Um, and, but it just takes the edge off. And even saying that is scary for me. Cause I'm like, oh my God, does that mean like I'm addicted? Does that mean I need drugs to survive? Like I just take it to an extreme and it's like, no, like this is helping me be stable and get through the day. So that was kind of like my reasoning for going on medication. I had just tried everything naturally. Um, like, you know, I love essential oils and stuff and you can use those with you know, other um, modern medicine tactics, consult your doctor first. Um, but you can do all these other holistic things like, you know, doing yoga and meditation and like trying to relax. But like, I realized I needed medication when I was like, okay, sure. When I'm doing yoga, I feel relaxed, but I can't be doing yoga every second of the day to stay in that state. Like I wasn't able to keep myself at that baseline calmness. Um, and so went back on Lexapro 
and I've been on 10 milligrams, which I don't know the increments of dosages because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. So like, this isn't medical advice. This is just me sharing my story to hopefully like give you some insight to like other people are going through this. And, um, but I, I think they go in increments of 10, maybe it's five. I don't know, but they started me on 10 and I was on 10 milligrams once a day until this past year. So until 2022. So what's that like three years, which is crazy. Um, but my husband is stationed overseas. And of course that's a huge stressor and lots of change. I'm living with my father-in-law, which is absolutely amazing, but it's still hard, like being away from my person, having to learn how to do things on my own again. Um, just like, it's a, it's a huge adjustment. A year is a long time. It's flown by. He'll be home in like a month, um, a little more than a month. And, but it's not, not been like the best. And I started going to a new therapist and I was actually diagnosed with OCD, um, which I'll talk about more in another episode. It literally makes my like body clench up thinking about having to talk about it with other people because it's definitely misunderstood. And I, like, I knew I had OCD, like my husband's like, you definitely have OCD. Um, and looking back on my childhood, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But I think a lot of times like OCD, you just think it's like, you want everything nice and clean or you're afraid of germs. And I'm like, that's not me. Like my room's a mess. Like I, I don't obsessively clean things. Um, but OCD can latch on to many different things. Um, specifically for me, it latches on to my relationship, um, medicine, um, and a lot of ways it like manifests for me. Basically OCD latches on to the things you care about. Um, and say like a quote unquote, normal, I'll just say like a non-OCD brain can have an intrusive thought or any type of thought and they can just be like, oh, that's weird, moving on. But with OCD, it makes you go down a rabbit hole. You, you're, you're not able to distinguish that a thought is just a thought. You're like, if I'm thinking this, this means I'm a bad person. And if I'm a bad person, everyone's going to hate me. And so I need to do these compulsions to like neutralize this thought. So I'm not a bad person. And it, it's just, it's not fun. And the thoughts are very distressing. And that's how I would kind of um, distinguish someone who's like, oh, well, like I really need things being clean or like whatever. But for a person with OCD, we're doing the compulsions or having, or doing mental compulsion, compulsions, physical compulsions, because we are so distressed by the thought we're having and we think it's real and we think we need to fix it. Um, we're not doing these things that may look like we're trying to tidy up or be a certain way because that's our preference. We literally hate that we do these compulsions and hate that we're, we have these thoughts. Um, so my OCD, um, which I knew it would kind of increase when John left because my OCD um, latches onto my relationships. I remember even being in like eighth grade, um, some guy like asked me out and I remember just being in the fetal position on my bathroom floor, just crying because I'm like, what if he's not the one for me? What if he's not the right person? What if he's not attractive enough? Am I doing the right thing? And again, those are thoughts people have, like you question like, oh, is this a good relationship for me? But someone with OCD, those mental ruminations can last all day long. It's very distressing. Um, you can have lots of compulsions like 
feeling like you need to break up with someone right away or like if um what are some other compulsions if you find like notice someone else is attractive you have the compulsion of needing to confess to your partner like oh my god I thought this like I'll go I I don't know this is a lot I'm sorry I'll do this another episode but basically my OCD um was getting so bad to where I couldn't stop confessing things to Johnny I literally was ruminating on thoughts so bad that I was just like sick to my stomach like going to work was even hard because I was having compulsions around even just the smallest things um and just thinking we were gonna break up everything I was gonna do was gonna lead to divorce like and again these can be normal thoughts for people like worry around your relationship but with OCD it is so distressing and you think every thought is real that it just takes over your whole life and it fucking sucks and maybe this doesn't make sense and I'm going to be okay with that, Um, but I hope it helps somebody, but I'm definitely getting off topic. Anyway, I always thought what I had was just anxiety, but now it makes so much more sense that it's OCD, Um, and I was also getting compulsions about, like, what if Johnny doesn't come back from overseas, and what if I do something that is going to ruin our whole relationship? What if I leave him, like, things that I'm in control of I was like what if I do that and um no matter how many times Johnny told me you're okay like nothing you do is making me mad like nothing you do is wrong like thoughts are just thoughts um it turns out reassurance for OCD can actually not be helpful even though that's the one thing you want the whole goal in managing OCD is being okay with uncertainty anyway couldn't fully get to that point myself um I don't even know how long that tangent was. I'm sorry. I will go more into detail in another episode. Um, but um, I, I just, I couldn't function anymore. Um, and like another obsession I kind of have right now is just like, what if I do something wrong? Cause Johnny's coming home soon. And I'm like, if I do this certain thing, like Johnny's not going to come home. And when you say that to people, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but OCD just sucks. So medicine <laughs> has helped me so much in terms of managing my anxiety and like compulsions and stuff. It's still not gone. Um, that's another thing I want to reiterate. Like medicine doesn't always just fix everything, but it brings me to a better baseline. And so like four months ago or so, I upped my dosage to 20, which was really hard for me. I was with my new therapist for a few months and she kept um suggesting that and I was just kind of like well like I'm already on medication that was like a big hurdle for me like shouldn't it just be working like I never thought I'd up my dosage like I thought I would just stay at the lowest and that's what I allow myself to be at and I just got to a point where I'm like you know what like this is a hard year like this is a big change um And it's, it's spiking my anxiety as it would anyone else's like, this would be hard for anyone else. Um, and I need to like, make it through. I want to be functioning. I don't want to just, you know, wither away, (laughs) um, being so anxious. And, um, I was like, okay, I need some extra help. Like just with anything else, when a situation's like exacerbated, like you add in extra measures to help you get through it. And so I decided to up my dosage to 20 
And it was like the following week I went into therapy and my therapist was just like, you just have like a relaxed, like a relaxedness to you. She's like, you actually seem like calm. And I'm like, oh my God, like I forgot, like I upped my dosage and like, that's probably this kicking in. Um, and it could like also take more than a week. I'm maybe because I already had like the 10 milligrams in my system going to 20, it, um, kicked in a little faster, but when I took my first dose in 2019, it definitely probably took about three weeks to like feel myself um, kind of come down from like just like an anxious spiral. So also know it could take time. I was also very, very lucky that with every, besides my Zoloft, but with Lexapro, every like um, time I've upped it or taken it, it has sat really well with me. I'm so glad I found a medication that works for me but it definitely can take more than one switch so just know that too it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong it just means that you still need to find the perfect dose and like perfect makeup of medicine that fits your brain um let me collect myself I feel like I'm getting off top like not off topic but it's just like this is so hard for me to talk about that I'm just like um blurting it out anyway um so 20 milligrams went good, but I realized I'm like, I feel like an edge was taken off, but I feel like if I go up one more, like that'll be my perfect, I don't want to say perfect, but that'll be like my ideal dose. And that was still hard for me because I'm like, okay, I've already upped it once. Now I'm going to up it again within one year. Like, what am I just going to keep upping it until I die? Like, what if when I want to have kids are... And I if I have to come off this medication or go on to another one, it's going to take so long to like um, take myself off of this. Like, am I just compensating? Am I not trying hard enough? And now I'm putting more medicine into my body that's ruining my brain, like just going down the spiral. Um, uh, yeah, so I had to just kind of reel it in and be like, look again this year is hard like it sucks being away from my husband um it sucks not like having a house with him and like having like our own space like lots of factors and I was like I I just need to make it through and if I can get to an ideal spot like what's wrong with that you know what I mean and it was just it really was hard to accept that I wasn't just a low dose girly anymore and the thing is I'm still it's not like I'm taking 50 medicines a day, which no judgment for that either. But I was just like convincing myself that it meant that I'm just like worst case scenario. Um, because when I went like a month ago to up it the second time, um, so I'm at 30 milligrams now, my doctor was like, so 20 milligrams is actually the highest dose of Lexapro. And after this appointment, I cried, not because of anything she said, she's actually the best doctor I've ever had just hearing that as someone who's already like scared to be on medication, I'm like, am I really that bad that I'm already on like the highest dose? And I was like, I started at 10. How is 20 the highest dose? Um, but she was like, I have lots of patients who take one and a half pills to get them to 30. And that is still like healthy and fine. So I'm going to do that for you. Um, but it was just still hard to process. Cause I'm like, fuck, like that just sounds like I'm doing so bad. Um, and it took me a week with the prescription for 30 milligrams sitting in my room to actually start it because I was just still nervous. Like when I tell you medication is not my thing, like it really spikes my anxiety. Um, just thinking I'm going to die if I take it. 
Um, and I finally took it because I was like, okay, I'm going to do one last Google search on this and then we're going to take it. Like no more searching. You're fine. Your doctor said it's fine. Just take it. And I looked up is 30 milligrams of Lexapro safe to take. And it said that that's actually the like perfect, I shouldn't be using the word perfect, but ideal, like most common prescribed dosage um, for people with OCD. And specifically Lexapro is known as like one of the great medicines for OCD. So that just kind of gave me reassurance, even though I'm supposed to be learning to not like need reassurance um, and be okay with uncertainty. Um, but that was just a really good thing to hear of just like, you know what, OCD brains are different. Um, it's another form of anxiety that needs a little, little more of a, a kick with medicine and I'm just going to take it. So I have been on the 30 milligrams and I feel like I've been doing really good. Um, and by good, I mean, I still have spirals. I still have OCD. I still have compulsions. Um, but I've realized they're not as distressing, like normally um, a thought or um, if I don't do a compulsion, because I've been trying to do that too. Um, and the thing with that is if you don't do a compulsion, <laughs> you think the bad thing is going to happen. So it's very scary. It feels very real. And also when you don't do a compulsion, your OCD is like, oh, so that means like you do th think these thoughts are real and you're agreeing with them. Um, so then you're like, oh, do I actually like, like this thing I'm thinking about, or is this actually me, um, which sends you into more of a spiral. Um, so kind of learning to like, quote unquote, heal from OCD is also very distressing. And I realized I needed medicine to help me through that too. Um, so <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. Um, but Anyway, I've been doing better. I've been noticing that when I do try and like resist a compulsion or start to feel myself spiral, I don't have like full-blown panic attacks anymore. Um, I haven't had one in a while, um, maybe like a month or so, which is actually really cool. Um, but yeah, the emotions are like still there. I still feel things. I'm not a zombie to the world, but I'm able to manage better. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about medicine. Um, because we all deserve to be able to at least get through the day and get out of bed. And that's important to help enjoy your life. And we all deserve to do that too. And that's something that's hard for me to accept. Um, but I'm really thankful for medication right now. Do I think I'm going to stay at 30 milligrams forever? I don't know. Like, I don't know if when John comes back, like, and I'm not in this like stressed, you know, just like, sad hard state like that'll help and I'll taper down a little bit like who knows um that's something I can talk to my doctor about um of course my my brain's like what about when I'm pregnant like all this stuff but right now I just I can't think about that I have to just focus on me right now and I've been enjoying the 30 milligrams um I've been doing it for like a week or two um and I think a little bit longer I'll, I'll feel like the full effects of that but um, for now, I'm enjoying it. Um, another medication that my or my therapist wanted me to do is get like an as needed like panic attack medication for when I have like really bad OCD spirals and it's hard to bring myself down. 
Um, and that's something I resisted for a long time because that's more of the like Xanax route and things like that. And I'm like, ooh, that's like a big step for me. Like, cause I don't like any medication that like makes me feel like high or anything. Like I'm okay with the medication helping me like feel stable. Um, but one that has actual effects of feeling like sleepy or like any type of loopy or anything. I hate that. It's that's, that's a tough one for me. Um, so I did go to my doctor and she gave me hydroxyzine, which is actually an antihistamine. So basically would just make me fall asleep. I still haven't even taken one yet because I I'm just scared. Um, but I was like, I really don't want any type of like narcotic or like benzo and, but my therapist literally threw a pillow at me at one of my sessions. And she's like, you need something more like just to have on hand. She's like, please just do this. So I do have a psychiatrist appointment on Tuesday to talk about other types of as needed medications. Um, we'll see how it goes. Will I actually take them? I don't know. Um, I'm still working on that right now. I'm just a Lexapro girly. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that. Um, yeah, nervous about that, but we'll see. But to wrap up this whole thing, um, I, I will talk more about OCD and how there's different themes and how the themes change and what some of my compulsions are. But basically learning that I had OCD was very helpful and it just makes everything make sense. Um, I think that's one of the great things about a diagnosis um, because just when therapists in the past would say I had generalized anxiety, I'm like, then why am I literally like doing crazy things and like, not like other people I know with anxiety. Um, so yeah, we're working on it and I'll keep you updated. <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about. So thanks for being here for me. And I hope I'm able to be there for you with this episode and give you just another story time of someone going through medication shit. So just some last tidbits of advice to wrap it all up is give it time for your medication to settle in and see how it works for you and definitely keep track of any symptoms you have because maybe the first medicine you try doesn't mix well with you and that's okay and I know that can be scary um, but definitely sticking with a therapist or telling your friends about it and being like hey if you see me acting weird or off or I start you know not texting back or whatever just like let me know I'm on a new medication and I want to see how it affects me um, it could take a while for you to find your ideal match with medication also and this is a hard one for me but give yourself a break to take the medicine even if it's just for like a season of your life um, you don't have to be on it forever it, you're not committed to it but definitely when you want to come off of it talk to your doctor make sure you're not I'm not giving you medical advice, but know that if you're feeling better, it's because it's working. So also don't stop taking it because of that. But if you're genuinely not feeling good on it, you don't feel like it's for you. Go to your doctor so they can help you make the decision with that and give you the steps to switching or coming off. Um, and also know that you can integrate like other relaxing techniques with your medication that's what made me suffer for so long is thinking I wasn't trying hard enough because I was doing all these methods like um, relaxing, you know, listening to calming music, using oils, um, self-care routines, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm still not doing well. Um, and I suffered for longer than I should have because I felt like I had to only do those things. And if I was on medication, it meant I'm at 
rock bottom and a dead end and it it's just over for me um and I'm a lost cause and I'm just gonna be stuck on medicine the rest of my life so give yourself a break to maybe even just look up some options talk to somebody about it um and just know that if you just simply need the extra help right now that's okay doesn't mean it's going to be forever and even if it is we'll work on it when the time comes um but yeah that's why I upped my medicine twice this year um and I'm proud of myself for doing it I'm proud of myself for getting through this year John has been an angel at helping me through all this um it's definitely not easy and I really appreciate him I know he's listening to this right now too um and yeah we're making it through the year we're doing better um and I'm just trying to trying to learn how to manage things and medicine is one of those beautiful things I use so thanks so much again (laughs) I'm rambling now because I'm nervous um I appreciate you listening to my vulnerability love you so much have a great week. I will see you next Saturday with one of our first um, big guest episodes. Love ya.